Welcome to Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Listen in weekly as we discover ways to build a strong Black family. What are we going to discuss today, Tony? Tony, we're going to continue our discussion from last week about how to get our kids into college. We covered a lot of things last week. We, well, I'll say this. We always get the question, what did you guys do to get your kids into college? And so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast. What would you say are some of the things that we did specifically to help our children get into college? We have four children and three of them went to college. One of them was accepted to five colleges, Howard, Hampton, Morehouse, Georgia Southern, and Georgia State. The thing that we did was we prepared them for college, but their life is really their choice. And I believe guiding your kid and setting your child up for success, but ultimately you can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink. So I think parents need to just take a deep breath and woo-saw and do the best they can with the resources they have and just hope and pray for the best. But I probably think the thing that we did best was example, how we respected education because we both went to college. We both have our master's degrees. We read a lot. We have a huge library of books and, and that's your thing. Reading is really your thing. I like to read online, but you like to read, sit down and read a book. I'll do an audio book all day. But as an example, just talking about education was uh, definitely key and always encouraging them. Like, what do you want to do when you go to college? You know, like college was the best time of my life. But just talking about my Howard experience, they listen to all of that and talk about the friends that I made at Howard and how much I love going to the classes and how they were challenging me and how I got away from my parents. So we kind of talked it up. We talked it up for years. Yeah, we did. We did. So we did. when it came to getting ready to go, there was no question that they were going. Yeah. Well, a lot of families and a lot of organizations do college tours. Yes. So we would take our spring break, take all four of our children to tour colleges and universities. We're going to meet with professors. We're going to meet with department heads. And you guys have to come up with some questions to ask. Yes. (laughs) So you weren't just going to be a spectator. You had to participate in your own learning. And no question is dumb. That was one of the things we did. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we started that early. Yeah, that did. was like that was our spring break every year. That was that that was great because it, it gave us an opportunity to travel mm-hmm. and see different universities. Um, we went to predominantly white universities, and we definitely went to historical black colleges. Absolutely to show them um, the college experience, and I think that got them excited. I do too, especially if. We were doing it for the other child. It's like they couldn't wait till it was, it was their, their turn. turn. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's so right. and then you know it's the hotel, staying in the hotel, looking at the community, just doing the route was really um, a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question about: Do you think that college today is necessary? That's a great question. I think lifelong learning is very important. And today's society, with the technology always changing as rapidly as it does, you have to have some college. 
even if it's community college. And if you can't afford to go to your dream school, community college is a great option for the first two years until you can get funding or reduce the cost of college for your children. Yes. So I'm a proponent for community college. To answer your question, yes. Some level of trade school, community college, something after high school is definitely necessary. Long gone are the days of graduating from high school and getting a job and retiring in 25, 30 years with a nice pension. So the way the global society is right now, you're going to need skills. You're going to need tools. And and you're going to have to be a thinker, even if you go to trade school, you still have to keep up with the technology. Absolutely. You know, a, a plumber today and electrician today is different than a plumber, electrician, and carpentry from years ago. You, you really have to know some things. And it's one thing I want to say that's really important. In the industry I work in, I work with a lot of organizations that have workforce development training for people who don't have the education or the skill set. So they have an opportunity to go to a workforce development program to learn carpentry and other skills. One thing about the construction industry, you have to be able to read Mm. and do mathematics on a fifth or sixth grade level in order to read the blueprints Mm -hmm. to work on a construction site. So education is very important. And that's a six-figure income, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's... One of the things that our youngest son had an opportunity to do, but he decided not to do it. It was welding program yeah. when he was in high school. Right, welders were making eighty to ninety thousand out the gate and high demand with certification. Yeah, high demand. Yeah. But he chose something else. So, what do you think about that? I think that it is necessary. I think college is necessary. I don't think children, when they turn 18 and they graduate from high school, I don't think they're ready for the world. And it depends on your child, but I believe that most are not ready for the world. Mm. And I think what college and the college setting provides is a support system, especially if you go to an HBCU. There is an absolutely incredible support system for your success. I would agree. And... It is systematic for African Americans at HBCUs, and we'll talk about HBCU versus a PWI, predominantly white institution, and another podcast. Yeah, students absolutely need to, one, get out the house because they have to be independent, but I think they need to do it with a lot of support. Very good word you said, independence. You can't coddle your children. Mm-mm, gotta kick them out the nest and make them swim. But they have to be prepared. They have to be prepared. It can't be a shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You're 18, Shots get out of the, the house. Shelter, yeah. So we used to say that. We're preparing you. They used to ask us, why well, we have to do chores? We're preparing you to do this when you're out on your own. Yeah. How else are you going to learn it? <laughs> I remember when our first son uh, called me. He said, Ma, thanks for making me make up my bed. And this was his first year at college prep for the Naval Academy. And he said, thank you. He said, these don't know how to make up their bed or do their laundry or anything. This is crazy. And that was his opinion about it. He was just thanking me. They started doing laundry as soon as long as, as soon as they could reach the washing machine. So I think, yeah, you have to prepare them and foster a sense of independence. Let them do it on their own. Let them make their mistakes. Yeah. Let them fall and get up while they're under your roof. Mm-hmm. Because if they can fall and get up with, while they're under your roof of support, they learn how to fall and get up. Get up. 
So I, I remember a funny story when the younger ones wanted to do the dishes, but they weren't <laughs> old enough to do it. Uh-huh. We wouldn't let them do it, uh-huh. but they wanted to do it. And that sense of wanting to participate and get involved in the family chores, mm-hmm. and I think by keeping it away from them, <laughs> it made them want to made do them want to do it until <laughs> they got to do it. <laughs> exactly until they got yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> What advice would you give other parents who are trying to encourage their kids to go to college and they don't like school? Well, well, the advice I would give for any parent, you have to know your children. You have to know your child. You have to take the time to know them, find out what their strengths and their weaknesses are. And you can find a learning institution that matches their strengths that offer support systems to get them through. Yes. And HBCUs is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Community colleges are, are a perfect example. Yes. They're there to help you if you have any challenges with remedial work that, that is needed. It's not frowned upon. They get you ready for college courses. That's true. So it's not a loss if you don't if you think your child is not college material. There is a way. But it's going to take cooperation between parent and the child to set a blueprint for their lives. So important. Please say that again. We had to design a blueprint for their lives. And we did that for each one of our children. Mm -hmm. Um, Based on their likes, their dislikes, their interests, exposing them to as much as we possibly could. Yeah, they had to set up a plan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A plan is needed. It, It sets the roadmap for the steps that are necessary to get you where you want to go. Yeah. So you just can't wake up senior year in high school and say, okay, I want to go to college. Let's fill out college applications. It has to be some type of expectation, anticipation of each year. And we would tell our children, say, look, your grades starting in high school is going to be part of your permanent record for college admission. So start working on your grades from day one in the ninth grade and when you start high school. And they looking at the first three years. Yeah, they're not looking at senior year. Right. Well, they used to say, how are you going to win the game in the fourth quarter? That's right. But I think it is earlier than that. I think it really begins at reading level because mm-hmm. like you used to say, from kindergarten to fourth grade, you learn to read. From fourth grade up, you read to learn. That's right. By the time you get to eighth grade, you should have a routine and a habit established. Routines and habits Absolutely. are critical. Absolutely. Homework routines, habits of learning yeah. and getting into the mood. I think if you don't have a structured environment, then kids will fall off the wagon yeah. and they will, they'll just go downhill after that. Uh, I point. think that once they get into the ninth grade, it's really too late because the eighth yeah, grade, yeah. right, sets the track That's for true. the ninth grade. Uh, whether you, you get um, nowadays, especially in the state of Georgia, you have an opportunity to learn from home. Yeah, so learning styles are definitely being taken more into consideration. They have free online learning for students, um, so you can either accelerate or supplement mm-hmm. your child's education, or you can have them do it all at home online. You know, it just depends. You know, classroom environments are not always... This is, It's just about knowing what your child is and figuring out with a teacher, an expert, there are consultants out here mm-hmm. that will help you set your child up for success. I was just going to add that the other thing is dual enrollment. Absolutely. It was a great opportunity. If they can take college-level courses, 
starting with sophomore year or I think junior it was year? sophomore year or, or junior. I think it was junior year. Junior year. Yes. And you can take college courses in. A lot of students knock out a, at least a year. Yeah, at least a semester. Yeah, off, off of their college um, career. And it's paid for. It's free. So back to your original question, it's planning. Yeah, it's about planning. And figuring out, is this a route good for them? Yeah. And also, if you're taking dual enrollment in high school, that helps reduce some of the cost of your four-year college career. Right, right. So, having all that in, in mind as you're moving through, as your child moving through high school, is a big help. So, setting a plan is critical. Definitely. You know, our oldest daughter, she took advantage of the dual enrollment and she was able to enter into Spelman as a second semester freshman. And then our youngest daughter went to uh, Maxwell, which is a vocational school, but they had architectural studies there. Mm-hmm. And she was able to study and received a coveted certificate in rivet training, Absolutely. which was the new technology that they were introducing in the, in the industry. And when she went to college, she already knew it. Had the certificate, so, right? She had, which is incredible, you know. And another reason why we chose Gwinnett County Schools because of all those options all those that resources. they have, resources and options. And you have to take advantage. Of, yeah. uh, many school districts have different resources. They do. So it, it take it's going to take some time. It takes working, yeah. Working the system, figuring out, and plugging your kid in while you're looking at it, mm-hmm. and finding out what their interests are. And they can't fail when they're trying. Yes. I don't think there's a failure in trying. I think that sometimes we get so anxious about their success mm-hmm. that we don't give them room to fail, mm-hmm. to not like something, to mm-hmm. try it and not yeah, like it absolutely. and go into a different direction. Absolutely. That's, that's freedom. Mm-hmm. I think that's the freedom that we definitely engage with our children. Um, our oldest daughter is a PhD candidate for mathematics at the University of Washington. And uh, she had a rough semester. And I gave her permission to come home and take a semester off. She didn't do that. But just, I think, having the permission to do that, to know that parents are going to support you whatever decision you make, I think is really important. Absolutely. Like, let them make mistakes because we're not all perfect. You know? Things don't and always turn out the way you want it. And I was concerned about her mental health. You know, I, I want you to work hard, but I want you to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. So, what's the takeaway well, for parents? I think my takeaway from this whole discussion take the time, regardless of your disposable income, devise a plan because money's not everything. You can devise a plan. For your child's success in order to, for them to get into college with little or no money, which requires establishing a plan and a blueprint, which requires research. I agree wholeheartedly. I think getting them excited and having a, life, a love of learning from the beginning as early as possible, engaging with the community. If you don't like the school that you're in, then doing things to make the school better. I remember one of the schools that our kids went to didn't have a Black History Month program. So I went in there and talked to them about putting together a Black History Month program. And it got a little bit of resistance, but rallied up a couple of parents and teachers. And they now have a Black History Month program. So make your schools better, even in in the top-notch school districts. Absolutely. Everybody needs work. We're all human. Mm -hmm. Giving the teachers a break. 
you know, our, our sister-in-law is a math teacher, but holding them accountable. Also, the final thing I want to say is nowadays colleges are so competitive that you really have to build a child's resume. And children's summers should be spent building their resume. I agree. And one of the things that we did was we put them in front of the computer and we told them, you can do anything you want during the summer. Do not let geography or money, finances or anything be a boundary. We will find the money for you. Get in something. Do something that interests you. Use this summer as an opportunity in high school. This was during the summers in high school. So by the time we got to, they got to senior year, mm-hmm. they had a resume. Absolutely. One of them had, like I said before, one of them had been to, one of them went to a college in North Georgia where she studied the Russian language. She had mm-hmm. Russian history studies and language. And that was impressive on a resume. There was another child that went to Peru. Another one went to Eastern Europe and Kosovo. And one went to MIT and studied, uh, that was the youngest daughter. She studied architecture at MIT for a program that cost, I think it was $1,200 for the summer. And she picked out the program, called them up, explained her situation, and asked for a scholarship. And she was granted a full scholarship. Yeah. So those are the things I suggest that parents focus on. And that will also help them get financial aid because they want to see students that are well-rounded. We had our oldest son study business at Howard University during the summer. Mm -hmm. So colleges are offering summer programs where they're providing low-cost tuition and housing and all of that. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. But that would be my biggest suggestion for parents. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community. As a part of our mission to do our part to strengthen Black families, we endorse small Black-owned businesses. This is our way of strengthening Black families economically. This week's Small Black Business Spotlight is on Shea Shea LaFemme Shea Butter. It's the best shea butter I've ever tried, and it comes in a variety of fragrances. Just visit our website, at blackfamilytabletalk.com and you'll see a special link for a 20% discount. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All type topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.